Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Muddy FM 89.3. Good morning. You're with me, Adrian Abraham, on Your Money with Michelle Martin. It is a Friday. We've made it to the end of the work week. And uh, yeah, looking forward to catching up on some much needed sleep. Joining us, as always, to break down the latest market action this Friday morning is Ryan Huang and Sean Cheung. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Congrats on making it to the end of the week. And uh, congratulations to all of us. You know, it's been another long week, but you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Ryan, we'll start with you. Before we get into the latest developments in the market, how have Asian markets opened this morning? All right, so we are coming off the back of a positive session on Wall Street and expectations for numbers to be in the green. And if you look at what we have right now, they are indeed on a positive note. Japanese markets are up by 1.6% and the Korean markets, the Kospi is up 0.4% and the Australian markets are above water by 0.3%. And this tracks the overnight action on Wall Street where we saw stocks building on recent gains and the S&P 500 was up 0.6% ending at 4,293 that is its highest closing level so far this year the Dow Jones Industrial Average added 0.5% to 33,833 and the Nasdaq Composite was the biggest gainer up 1% to 13,000 328. And what was driving markets included things like the um, jobless claims numbers, which showed that the labor market in the US is starting to show signs of cooling. So that eases fears that the Federal Reserve will keep interest rates higher for longer. So looking at those numbers, initial jobless claims rose by 28,000 to 261,000. This is for the week ended June the 3rd, which included the Memorial Day holiday. So that increase is the biggest since July 2021 and exceeds all forecasts by economists surveyed by Bloomberg. So that's quite promising going into next week's FOMC meeting. Sean, let's get you into the discussion. Mm-hmm. What have you been tracking this morning? What's caught your eye? What's caught my eye? Uh, oh, well, first and foremost, the S&P, the S&P 500 has gone past the 4,200 mark. That's significant. It's uh, We've been stuck on 3,800 to 4,200 for the last six months. Now we've pushed past it rapidly as well, I must add. This week, it pushed past 4,200. And right now, at the end of the week, we are about to hit... We are just a few points off 4,003. So we are have made quite a very consistent move to the upside this week. To some uh, corporate news, you know, what's uh, some of the stories that you've been tracking this morning? I see uh, GM there as well as Tesla. Yeah, so cars in the news and that's because of GM making a deal with Tesla and it's all around charging an EV. So you might be familiar with how EVs require you to charge it every now and then. Yep. And it's been one of the biggest obstacles, especially we have so many different EV brands out there. You have this trouble. Where do I find the next charging station? Well, good news for General Motors drivers and customers. They can now tap on Tesla's EV charging station. So Sean and I were talking about this morning. And this mm-hmm. is pretty much following what Ford actually did as well. So the big three in the car space, at least some of the three biggest names in the U.S. car automotive space are now joining hands and it will pave the way perhaps for more to jump on board. And it looks like Tesla is going to be the gold standard in EV technology if everyone's coming in and wants to be part of it. 
Yeah, Tesla is, uh, of course, Elon Musk, right? Uh, yep. Always making the headlines. Let's just break it down for a bit, right? What this news has done to the stock for Tesla. Mm. So Tesla's stock was was sent screaming to the upside. It's about $245 now in extended hours. And it's on a 10-day winning streak. And if you break it down, it's 245. It's still quite away from the 52-week high, quite away from the 52, but way past the 52-week low. So it looks like there is momentum on this one. Uh, technical charts would also suggest that how that you know that, that it could go. The if you look at the Bollinger Band, the upper band is about 285. The lower band is 154. So there's still quite there's both sides. It's going to be quite wild this swing. So. Tesla's is just not for the faint yeah. hearted. Talking about momentum, it was up uh, nearly 5% in regular trading, then continued another 5% in extended trading. So and who knows where it will go tonight. And one month ago, on the 9th of May, exactly one month ago, it was $169. So see, it's about $80 pop to the upside in a month. That is really, really quite remarkable. Yeah, Elon Musk also uh, was in China recently, uh, met with the officials there. How much has that done to this whole um, uh, sort of momentum um, in driving markets? Yeah, it does build that positive story of expansion, mm. market share, yeah. and of course the uh, production diversity or diversification. So potentially expanding his business or footprint in Mongolia. Of course, he's been going through China talking about potentially more business deals as well and also closing up to Chinese government officials. So it's going to help him to some extent to grow one of his biggest growth markets. Um, and I guess he's just going to have a lot to look forward to when it comes to expansion overseas. What's interesting as well is that this is all, all this activity is coming after he appointed the new CEO for Twitter. So yep. it, it looks like, you know, he's really, indeed it is true, he is really putting a lot more effort into uh, the Tesla and less less of his time is spent on Twitter now. So I think with this extra effort on, on Tesla, it's, he's, it's just going to upside from here. I think that's a very good thing. He should focus on Tesla. Move a little bit away from Twitter. Might help uh, everyone. Something I'm quite excited about is our next story. Uh, we're going to talk about Disney, possibly movie markets as well. And with Star Wars, Sean, tell us more. Oh yeah, that's right. Star, it's not often you, I get to tell you this, right? That Star Wars moves the Because I can see the excitement in your eyes. So <laughs> Are uh, you a Star Wars fan? I'm okay. You know, I never really got into it, but I can understand the hype. And, so tell uh -huh. us more. What about you, Ryan? Are you a Star Wars fan? I'm an okay fan. I'm okay. Not, probably not as hardcore as you. Yeah, sure. Oh, right, I think but... you're the most hardcore Star Wars <laughs> fan in this room right now. But are you all familiar with the Star Wars Expanded Universe? Yes. Okay, so what's going to happen is that the Star Wars Extended Universe is officially has officially... Uh, there's an official announcement date on when this Extended Universe is going to, to welcome Star Wars Ahsoka yep. Tano. So, and that date is August the 23rd, exclusively on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Star Wars Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano is going to debut. Yep. Okay, now... Uh, Star Wars Ahsoka Tano stars Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano and Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader. And what it's going to do is that it's going to follow the former Jedi Knight as she investigates an emerging threat to a vulnerable galaxy after the fall of the Empire. And why this is important and why this may move market is that uh, the release of Ashoka as well as the upcoming strong releases of movies on Disney+, Plus, like The Little Mermaid and Indiana Jones and the Dial of, of Destiny, is expected to bode well for Disney and improve its core subscriber numbers. What we know is that as of April this year, Disney+, Plus has seen about 4 million less paid subscribers compared to the end of last year. And the core subscribers' growth was very modest. It just grew about 600,000 net additions. Uh, and we also know that Disney shares have been underperforming so if, if you look, if you compare it just for, for context, compared to its closest peer, Netflix. So Disney shares have gained about 6.5%. Uh, uh, well, this year, the industry has returned 9.2% and Netflix shares have surged about 35.6% in the same time frame. So the point here is with the launch of Ashoka as well as the other offerings, they perhaps see 
an improvement in this cost subscribers that will bode well for Disney and maybe you know, lift up the whole shares. See, earlier this week, we had Apple um, announcing their Vision Pro. And mm-hmm. one of the major announcements from that was that they were partnering with Disney. Now, oh, going forward, yeah. how will this help um, sort of Disney maybe climb closer to their uh, peers such as Netflix and Amazon and, you know, remain on track, right? Yeah. Well, hmm. On a note, actually, uh, it's interesting to hear from Disney earlier this week that they are cutting down on content mm. to some extent. So they're dropping shows. So the direction now is less is more. So they're cutting back from having to pay license fees for some of these series. So they've been looking at what they can drop. So interesting to see that they are ramping up Star Wars content. Because I think they're taking away shows that they need to pay license and then Mm. ramping up on their in-house. That sort of improves their their brand, their their branding and their uh, universes as well. The Vision Plus uh, uh, from Apple that you, the Vision, the Vision AR uh, player that you insist about Apple, they used better man. Uh, can, can you imagine watching Disney Plus and watching like Star Wars on that? It like, looks amazing. It would be amazing. Like you just imagine like with Gorgu and but, Darth Vader all but in your face. $4,200 is a bit but steep. What was interesting was that they actually had a a uh, sample they played of an NBA game. I saw that, yeah. With the Phoenix Suns. Mm. And that, wow, that, that's groundbreaking because imagine you're courtside watching the Phoenix Suns. Like, how often can you do that? How, mm. how many people can afford mm. that? And now I'm right in the action. And I think it's also going to be a godsend for anybody on a plane. Yeah. Because now I can just shut all these people yeah, around yeah. and kicking my seat and all that and just watch my content. So, yes, that's uh, something to look forward to. I was just thinking, what if someone accidentally throws something at you, right? And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And that happens in games as well on the court side. Oh no, I'm going to get this. Uh, but the players are going to crash into me. Yeah, yeah. No, you can you can see it coming. But then I mean that's a it's a very expensive uh, piece. Yeah, of soon you could be the ball as well if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. They'll put cameras on the yeah, ball. Then again, a court side seat is also going to be very expensive. So you know, you, you get what you pay for, I guess. Moving swiftly on, um, earlier this week, Lionel Messi, um, Argentinian uh, football oh, legend, yeah. in the news um, confirmed that move to uh, Inter Miami. I want to talk about um, what. The this is done in terms of ticket prices. I was having this uh, conversation with one of our colleagues uh-huh. uh, yesterday. Previously, uh, a ticket for into Miami, right, cost about twenty nine dollars. Now, it's three hundred and twenty nine dollars. One thousand percent increase. <laughs> so, is the hype really there? I mean, I've seen the stadium, but uh, is, are they going a bit over the top? Three hundred and twenty nine dollars. For context, it's more expensive than a Taylor Swift t- um, concert ticket. <laughs> uh, those are you, you. You can never even get those tickets. <laughs> let alone, I mean, you might have to get some ticket scalpers. Like, but what? What is this going to do, Ryan, for um, the game basically in America in terms Gosh. of um, you know their sales of, of tickets? Because I guess everyone will have to increase their tickets. I do question how sustainable this price hike will be. Mm. How many people can pay three hundred plus for a ticket, and how long will this novelty last? Yeah. Well, I. What comes to mind is when Ronaldo moved to Saudi Arabia, right? Suddenly you look, you see people in Singapore and so on, all wearing like jerseys from Al Nasser or something. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's like global. It's like who, nobody knew who this team was, and now Ronaldo is there. All eyes on them. I think it's going to be the same effect of Inter Miami. You, I mean, I'm not saying that you go out there and buy Inter Miami jerseys right now, but in, in, that will be the that would probably. Ticket price aside, that's probably the value that he's going to be bringing in. Yeah, it's, I just wonder as well, how big is the market for football in the US to command such a premium? Well, they call it soccer, so that kind of tells you the problem there. All like, you need to know. I mean, you you have uh, American football, which is uh, your dominant player, followed yeah. by um, the NBA. Um, uh, 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 but this Messi moving there... Uh, 
probably caught a lot of people off guard because he was initially meant to go to Saudi Arabia. But what's interesting to note is that all the MLS teams actually came together, uh, pooled in their money to actually pay for part of this transfer fee. Wow. wow. And then but my Inter Miami so gets all the upside. Yeah, Inter, Inter Miami. Inter Miami is going to get all the upside. I mean, for, first and foremost, I think he's moved. He said it's not for the money, right? It's for the lifestyle living in Florida. Oh, that's what he says. Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah, you, you never know what other commercial things he's going to be getting. As with most American athletes, there's always commercial tie-ups with you know the Nikes and the, oh, well, in his case, it's Adidas and the Apples and so on. Another and, uh, point yeah. to note is that uh, he could, um, in this deal, He's also got, um, uh, you know, revenue coming from um, the Apple uh, subscriber pass, which uh, you can watch the MLS on. Also, uh, he has a chance to own um, uh, an American football team. Like, like, yeah, there's like, a like series on Apple like, coming out around, you know, Messi. And you mentioned the Apple Plus yep. revenue coming in. So maybe if they price the tickets high enough, people will just go to Apple Plus to watch a football match. Oh, yeah. Still not as big as uh, Michael Jordan's shoe deal. Never. Can never <laughs> get that close. Anyway, you have, you, you're called Major League Soccer. But your teams are all football club, yeah. so it's a bit of it's a bit strange. It I will is. never understand how big. We will never really know the truth of how big this sport is in North America. Well, uh, thank you so much for that comprehensive overview of the markets, Mr. Ryan Huang and Sean Chung. Uh, we'll catch you back again on. Monday in the meantime actually Sean we won't see you on Monday or maybe we will we never know (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile continue to keep it right here with us Money FM 89.3 before acting on the information on Money FM please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives financial situation and risk tolerance to listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app that's A-W-E-D-I-O available on Google Play or the App Store